In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Today is the first Sunday of the Blessed Great Fast, and in it we read from Matthew chapter 6, the, the, the Lord teaching us about where our treasure should be. And we begin the reading by Him telling us, basically, do not lay up treasure here on earth. He says, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where... Uh, moth breaks in and, 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 and thieves come and steal and so on. And in the society we live in, we got so accustomed, we got so numb to this concept of laying up treasures here on earth. We don't even realize it and we're laying up treasures. We keep acquiring things. And it begins by a need, maybe, but then we keep acquiring and acquiring and acquiring. And our treasures here on earth grow and our mind and our hearts, like he tells us, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So our minds and our hearts are set here on earth instead of in the kingdom, on heaven. And we think a lot about these things. We think a lot about the things we want to acquire, how we can acquire. We talk a lot about them, and we work a lot for them, whether it be the clothing that we wear. It's not so much about, I need clothes, but what kind of clothes? What brand am I going to wear? It's not so much I need a car to get from here to, to, to church or from my place, my home to work, but rather what model and how many cars I can get. And we keep building up and we're never satisfied. Sometimes, you know, and, and some of us, the, the acquisition may be different. And maybe, you know, so, some women, maybe it's the shoes and the purses. Some men, maybe it's the uh, gadgets, you know, the electronic things. And we keep acquiring there's a story I heard a long time ago when I was still a lay person, and it's a story that really touched me. And I don't know if it's true or not, I, f I don't remember, but it's about this monk, a hermit. He was living, first he was in his communal monastery. He was living a very righteous life, and he decided to become a hermit. And with the advice and, or with the counsel of his spiritual father and so on, he got the blessing to go and find himself a cave in the mountain. And so he went, dug up a cave, and when he was ready, he said his, his goodbyes to his brothers, the monks, and they gave him a gift to take with him because the mountains were cold, and so they gave him a blanket to keep warm at night when he rests. And so he took this blanket, and it was a way for him to remember his brothers, the monks. And when he got up to the mountain, and he, he, he was so happy with this blanket, he would sleep comfortably enough every night. And then he started noticing holes in this blanket. So he was wondering what, are, what is causing all these holes in the blankets. And he started worrying about the blanket because it was a gift from his brothers, the monk. And so he noticed when he wasn't around, there were rats that were coming and eating bits and pieces of the blanket. So he thought to himself, what am I going to do? How am I going to protect this blanket? So eventually he went back down to his monastery and asked for a cat because cats eat rats and mice. And so he got a cat and he took it up and finally he got rid of the problem. They ate all the rats and so on. And so now he is happy. He got rid of the, the problem. The blanket's gonna be safe, but now he has a cat. And the cat ate all the food that was up there, the rats. And so what am I gonna do? How am I gonna feed this cat of mine now? So he kept thinking to himself, what should I do? What should I do? And so he began going down to the monastery periodically to get milk for this cat so he could feed it and it not uh, and, and and for it not to die and then he said to himself well i'm a hermit i shouldn't be going down so often to the monastery to get milk and so it sounds silly but he went and got himself a cow 
And he got the cow and started milking the cow in order to provide milk for this cat. And the cat could eat a lot, but it couldn't eat all the milk he got out of this cow. So he thought to himself again, what am I going to do with all this milk? What a waste. So he started making cheese out of this milk. And so he made, I know it's funny, but he made all this cheese out of this milk. And then he had all this cheese and he didn't know what to do with it. He's a hermit. He's not going to eat all this cheese. So he began telling the monks in the monastery, you know, I have cheese if anybody wants cheese. You know, they can come and get. And so his hermitage became a market. Until one night, as he was praying in his cell, he heard a voice from heaven saying, is this why you came here? He lost track of what he was doing. Yes, he went up to the cave for a purpose, to be alone with God. Yes, he took a gift from the monks, but it became a distraction. Yes, we need to buy clothes. Yes, we need to buy our purses and our gadgets and so on. But we shouldn't let these things become a distraction. We shouldn't lay up treasures here on earth where moth and rust destroys, like our Lord Jesus Christ tells us. For these materialistic things disappear. A car that you buy today, within now within two, three years, you look at it and it's an old model. You want a new car. Anything that you buy, clothes that you buy, you look at it. If we look at pictures of ourselves 10 years ago, we look at ourselves and we say, what was I wearing? It looks so ridiculous. Right? And so everything we buy becomes old. And Job, in the Old Testament, when we think of him, he understood this very well. He knew that things don't last. That's why when his wife came to him and you know he, he was going through this tribulation, his wife came to him and said to him, curse God and die. He said to his wife, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I shall return. Blessed be the name of the Lord. No, I'm not going to curse him. Naked I came, so I'm going to bless the Lord. Despite the trials, despite the fact that he took everything away from me, my heart is not set on these things. My treasure is not here on earth, and so blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes, I'm a, he was a wealthy man, but he lost all this and this didn't shake him. And so we need to remember that our treasure is not here on earth. We can also recall the parable of the rich fool in Luke that the Lord tells us about the rich fool who has a lot of crop and he says to himself, where am I going to store up all this? And so he decides to build barns, big barns for the crop and, and all his goods. And then he says to himself, soul, you have many good leads up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Basically he's saying to himself, now you're comfortable. Now you're okay. Don't worry about anything. And so the Lord says to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. He thought he was comfortable. He thought he was okay. He felt secure because his pockets were full. And sometimes we feel that way. I feel secure because I have goods. I feel secure because my pockets are full. I feel secure because I have many things. But the Lord says to us, no, don't go to sleep with that idea. Find your security in the kingdom. There is a story told by uh, an Eastern Orthodox Saint, Saint John of Damascus, he says there was once this kingdom who had an odd custom. They would come and choose a king to reign over their, their country for one year. And during his reign, he was allowed to do whatever he wanted. So king after king would come, reign for a year, use the wealth of the kingdom for his pleasures and, and whatever it is he wanted and all his, his activities. And then at the end of the year, they would take this king and put him on a remote island. They would exile him to this island that had nothing. Basically, they would take him there to die. 
And at the end of the year, people would mock this king because they knew he was going there with nothing and no one around him and he was going to die there. And year after year, it was the same thing until the wise king came along. And this wise king came and from the beginning of his reign till the end, he was building up things on the island he was going to be exiled to. He was building up houses and gardens and beautiful things there so that when the end of his reign came about, when he was going to be exiled to that island, he was looking forward to it. When he was going to be sent there, the people were not mocking him, but they were actually envying him because he had prepared for that exile. And so we are here on earth for a temporary time and we are here to prepare our treasure in heaven. We are not here to lay treasure on earth like all those foolish kings, but we are here to be like that wise king, laying up treasures, preparing for our journey, building up our palaces there. And so how can I store up treasure in heaven? There are many things that we can do, but during the great fast, we are focused on fasting and prayer. And St. Augustine tells us, for our prayers to ascend to heaven, I'm paraphrasing it, but basically he's saying for our prayers to ascend to heaven, give it two wings. Give it the wing of fasting, which we are doing during the great fast. Because fasting, basically, when we think about it, we are carnal people, and that's why we get distracted. That's why we focus on earthly things. And so when we fast, we, we subdue this carnal man in us. We become less and less carnal. And then we begin to pray so we feed our spiritual man. But the second wing that we need for our prayers to arise to heaven, he says to us, is almsgiving. Almsgiving, giving freely to others. In Proverbs 19.7, he says to us, King Solomon says, He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord. Think about this. We lend to God when we have pity on the poor. But Lord, you gave me all this, and yet you're saying I lent to you? Yes, he continues in Proverbs, and he will pay back what he has given. Meaning the Lord will pay back what I have given. He will pay me back. Maybe not here on earth, but definitely in the kingdom. For this is where I'm storing up treasure. That's why St. Gregory of Nyssa, he says that basically the gatekeepers of heaven, the gatekeepers of the kingdom are the poor. When I give to the poor, they are standing there, not literally, but they are standing there at the gate telling the Lord, this person gave to me. And so St. Gregory of Nyssa, he goes on, he says, they open the gates before the merciful and shut them in the face of the cruel ones who do not do good. They are the strongest accusers and the best defenders. They do not, they do not accuse and defend with words, but the Lord sees what is done to them. Every action cries out in the loud voice before God, the searcher of hearts. And so simply giving to the poor, the Lord sees this and he has compassion on us and it opens up the gates of paradise to us. Again, St. John Chrysostom, he says, everybody, every one of us is capable of helping the poor. Not so much the poor physically, materialistic poverty, but we are able to help those who are poor maybe in spirit, who have a need that maybe we can help in. Maybe someone needs help with something at work. Maybe someone needs help with something in their house. Maybe somebody needs help with simply a comforting word. We are all capable of giving such things, give of ourselves to others. And when we do this, we are helping the poor in many different areas, not just, again, the poor that are poor uh, materialistically, but in other ways. That's why there's a story in one of the Russian novels, The Brothers Karamazov. 
in it the author he has many beautiful things in there but in it he he, he says this this parable he says one time there was this really wicked woman and he says she's as wicked as she could be and she died and so she was sent to hell the devils took her through in the lake of fire and she was crying out and her guardian angel had pity on her so he cried out before the lord on her behalf and so the lord said to him is there any good deed that this woman has done in her life and so the angel kept thinking and thinking and then he finally said to the lord she once threw an onion at a beggar she always had these beggars around her because she was wealthy and only once did she have slight mercy she threw an onion at a beggar and so the lord said go take an onion and reach out to her and if she is able to hold on to it and you are able to pull her out of the lake of fire bring her in to the kingdom and so he went and reached out to her with this onion and she grabbed onto it as hard as she could and he was pulling her out and when she was almost out other people in the lake of fire also grabbed onto her feet because they wanted to come out and so she started kicking them away away this is my onion as soon as she said this the onion broke and she fell back in the lake of fire the the moral of the story is what that because she was so wicked on earth she had no mercy here on earth she was unable to be merciful there as well and so what saint gregory of nisa is telling us basically those poor that are the gatekeepers of the kingdom the treasure that we are laying up there we begin here we do it here when we have mercy there the lord sees and he opens up the kingdom to us and the attitude we must have this is the second point when we give we must give generously we must give cheerfully in a cheer it is more blessed to give than to receive we need to remember this i give of my time freely i give of my wealth freely i give of my uh, myself freely and happily and i don't stop giving saint john chrysostom he says to us buy the sky not because the sky is cheap but because the lord is lover of mankind you do not have one obol. One obol was basically enough to buy a glass of wine back in those days. You don't even have this. Give a glass of refreshing water. Give bread and cease paradise. Give small things and grasp great ones. Doing very little things here. He's basically, I'm summarizing the rest of it, but doing very little things here with the corruptible things that we do, we gain the incorruptible. And it's very simple. And so don't stop giving. Give cheerfully and give generously. Give of your time. Give of your wealth. Give of your smile and your comforting words. For this opens the gates of paradise to you and lays up treasures in heaven. There is a story about Ibrahim al-Gohari, the saint Ibrahim al-Gohari. And we can imitate him in the spirit of generosity, in the spirit of giving. One time a poor man came to him and asked him for help. So he gave him. And then he went around the corner and found the same poor man asking. So he gave him. And the poor man came again after him, and he asked him again, and he gave him again. And if I remember the story correctly, the same man asked Mu'allim Ibrahim al-Guhari 18 times in a row to give. Until the poor man himself got fed up, and he's like, don't you realize I'm the same person? And he said, yes, but I'm not giving to you. I'm giving to the Lord. And this is the attitude we need to have when we give anything, 
whether it's, again, material possession or immaterialistic things, we must have the attitude that I'm giving to the Lord and laying up treasures in heaven. And so where is my treasure? Is my treasure here? Am I laying up treasure here? Or is my treasure in heaven? Is my treasure my money, my clothes, my gadgets? Or is my treasure Christ our God, the pearl of great price, which I will sell everything in order to acquire, and to him be the glory now and ever and unto the age of the ages. Amen.